Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Let's Drone Out. And tonight we are joined with the man with the moustache and the not-so-wonderful connection, Belric slash Stephen. Hello, hopefully you can hear me. Um, broadband problems, but... Oh. No, oh. that was oh. me. Oh. That was He's me. Oh. Oh, I uh, see. My flux just Broadband problems on. and sabotage. <laughs> uh, yeah. So... I would like to point out to our viewers that was Jack pointedly removing yeah, my audio was... from the stream and not me. Yeah, I dropped my flux. I was like playing with it in my hand and it just hit the space bar. And it yeah, yeah, that's what we all believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's totally what it you. is. That, that's that's what happens with my flux all the time, that is. It's just funny that happened to you. Oh, it just gets all over anything that yeah, you want yeah, to Yeah, when I throw yeah. random objects at my keyboard, sometimes they hit the keys. It's just random. Yeah. What, you mean your fingers? <laughs> um, I don't want these anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm bright until I fly, and we are joined by the whole reason that we have anything in this hobby, Mr. Clean Flight. Dominic I wouldn't Lifton. say that's true, but hi, everybody. You're the one who cleaned up the code. You're the one who saved us from Time yeah. Cop. And yeah, base... There's there's more than one flight control software out there. You know, we'd probably just be using RG Pilot or something instead, right? Oh no, all open toilet. Remember that? Mm. Oh, or Deronin. De- well, Deronin was later, wasn't it? Or Tau Labs. Who knows? Oh. Who knows? Individually calibrating ESCs in open pilot. Oh my that god, that was so mm. bad, wasn't it? <laughs> Your quad would like try and take off. It was just like a wing and a prayer. I don't think I ever tried it to be honest. The uh, the calibration thing, well, it was all part of the setup. You had to kind of go through that wizard before it would let you. Maybe you did. It's, it's a long time since I've used that, like a long, long time. I think I decided fairly quickly that I didn't like it. Yeah. So for any of you that are uninitiated, Mr. Cleanfly, uh, D- Dominic Clifton right here, took the uh, forked uh, base flight and then wrote clean flight. And then we all switched over. And then it was all good until Boris started meddling around and then kind of had like a little offshoot fork for like beta testing stuff and then that got released out into the wild and then slowly beta uh, beta flight overtook 
clean flight, unfortunately. But, Popularity, yes. The the quality at the time, no. Yeah, because it was just kind of they were just adding stuff. I mean, the notch filter was re- revolutionary. Yeah, I mean, beta flight has been called things like filter flight before, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously filters do make a huge difference, and they are very, very useful in signal processing. So, yeah. Hey, Alexander. <clears throat> but they're, uh, they're not my speciality, the filter side of things. That's not my speciality. Yeah. Was it, you know, back in the day, was it quite difficult to, like, keep up with all the pull requests? You have no idea. It it was a very (laughs) fast-changing time back then, yeah. Uh, And the amount of people available to do code reviews, because I was busy, like, refactoring the code base left, right, and center, trying to, like, clean things up and make it into, like, a more mature system, right? And at the same time I'm doing that, people are going, oh, this is pretty good. Oh, it flies pretty good. Oh, can I add this to it? And here's some code. It's like, I am, I was going to get to this other thing. Now I've got to look at that. And there's, there wasn't enough of me to go around or enough of all the other maintainers and so on at the time either. So, And I guess it was the first like large project with a large community involvement. And I'd never done that before. And... It turns out you need someone who can manage a community and manage all that side of things if you're busy writing the code. So I didn't have enough time to do both. And therefore, one thing slipped. And it's the thing that obviously I don't enjoy doing as much as the other thing that slipped, which is community management. I prefer coding. So, you know, I mean, computers only argue back a little bit. People argue back a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I know, I know, yeah, totally. I mean, you, you, you really have, you know, kind of gone completely through it. So, did you need a community manager then? Did you need to find someone to? I, I hadn't even thought about it or comp- contemplated it. These thoughts only come to me post situation, as it were. You know, hindsight. It yeah. was still early day though for you know what it was yeah 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 i mean there's um but it's yeah i mean there there were there were a few other you know bits of software that predated it like we mentioned earlier but they're all maturing you know and being developed like really actively at that time Mm. like they still are today but there's some aspects of it are more sort of known and sort of commonplace now, whereas before, mm-mm, no. Are you ever are you ever tempted to go back and like you know revive Clean Flight or do? It's funny you ask that. Someone asked me that the other day. Actually, they they joined the Clean Flight Discord server because there is actually a Clean Flight Discord server. Um, mm-hmm. I did. I did. I have, have I posted the link anywhere? I'm probably. I not. don't know. Um, because I created it because Slack was like dying basically, so I just archived all the Slack stuff, created the Clean Flight Discord like ages ago, and then I've just pasted a dump of the Slack archive in there, and a couple of other people randomly hop in there and say hi, and then someone popped in there last week or something and said, "Is Clean Flight dead?" I'm like, "Well, it's not actively maintained anymore." Um, and he goes, "Oh, I was hoping for Clean Flight 
five or something like this. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm programming in Rust these days, so we'll see. <laughs> Rust the programming language, not the video game. Correct, yes. It always, always throws me. Is Rust mm. coded in Rust? Do you know? Um, the compiler can com- compiles itself now, yes. Yeah. Um, that's always like a milestone for any new programming language. You know, can the compiler be written in it, the language it, that it compiles itself? So you need an old version of the compiler to make a new version of the compiler. But at some point, you need something that creates the first bit of Rust code so that, that first bit of Rust code you can then write the next version in. But like yeah, a, and then you have to translate all the code into Rust or something once you yeah. actually get to that point. It was like the very first the CNC yeah. machine. You know, you needed to make the parts yourself and then it could self-replicate. It's kind of like yeah, 3D printers. 3D printers were the same thing, right, as well. Yeah. And for like taking yeah. from other things. And as soon as you made that one thing, then it could make parts for itself to make it better or make other yeah. 3D printers. It's kind of weird. It's so hot here today. You look hot. I also love it's the fact. I love the fact that your like office slash workshop is in clean flight colours. Ceiling ceiling fan, and then we've got somewhere over here. We've got a is where is it? A giant so floor fan. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. quite nice. Oh yeah, I'm just going to stay like this. It's pretty good. Oh. So I was going to show you, Jack, my amazing PC down here. Where is it? Which is also clean flight green. Was it was it paid for by clean flight money? Uh, no, most things are not. No, nothing's really paid with clean flight money because whatever money the project got, it was basically used to like buy the devs like hardware and you know or might pay for test equipment and oscilloscopes and things like that. Really, no. Oh. But not so much my computer because I need one of those anyway. So. These projects don't right. work as profit centers unless you're selling companies thousand pound plus versions of the hardware. Hardware? Well, I mean, there's there's a bunch of different ways to monetize like open source projects. You have to have yeah, like, like a premium tier that you sell really expensive kit to, not fifty or twenty quid boards to hobbyists, where you can at most factor in yeah. perhaps a couple of quid if you're like BL Halley Thirty Two. Yeah, it, it's down to a volume game when the when the when the item you're selling is uh, small and low value. So it's like, how many of them can you shift? You know, it's like cans of tomatoes in the supermarket. You've got to sell a lot. Right? When to your total addressable market factory. is like 300 guys across Europe. That's yeah, a challenge. It's exactly. Uh, it's, the market is very uh, saturated. That's the word we're looking for. Saturated. There's a lot of product out there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there, and there's new people going. I mean, I see people popping in like the hardware dev channels and stuff. It's like, how do I do this? How do we do this? I'm thinking of making a new flight controller, or is there any references for this out and the other? And you see it like almost daily, there's someone, someone new asking about it. I found this gyro that's extremely cheap and available in large quantities. But is there a reason that the no, we lost him? No, Stephen. Oh, connection problems. Nightmare. This is a futile. Yeah, I, I kind of just hope that Cleanfly is going to be like one day like Wii U, where, you know, in a couple of years, there'll be one update and people will be like, you know, posting that South Park meme 
I didn't hear the bell, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's still going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. the thing with it is I'm, I'm split too many ways. My time is, it's like, I don't have enough time. And like I was saying, you know, you need like a community manager and someone to do this and someone to do that. And it's, it's a, you need it. You need it. The size of the project and the potential user base requires um, more than one person to do it, like a team, basically, uh, for running this kind of this kind of sized project. Yeah, it'd be amazing. I think you should run a team and then you know, kind of have like the the F one like equivalent league where people fly and you know d shot 150 <laughs> limit you know like f1 well, board, f3 uh, board. i mean it might be entertaining i guess but it's not where my heart is it's like i've seen how we used to do things and i'm a technologist right i'm always wanting to push things forwards so i know there's something better now why would i want to use this old thing anymore you know <clears throat> yeah there would enough. have to be a good reason. To, One shot to, forty-two. Yeah, go back to it. Yeah, it's like chopping your fingers off with the yeah with the one-shot stuff. It's like no, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, no, thank you. Oh, do you remember Dampened Light with scar. the twitch, the 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 random twitches on your bench? Oh, yeah, it's not but good. I just you know like I just love it when you know I don't know whether. You've seen it, but I had a friend who like left just before you released, left the hobby just before you released the FPS, the, the Seriously Pro F3. Oh, that so was a fun time. his 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 last quad was like Nays Thirty Two, the like you know the Bioheli ESCs by DYS, the white ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've those. Got some of those. Yeah, um, and eighteen oh six motors in a in a yeah. in a fossil stuff like you know uh, yeah yeah you know two fifty quad, and like they popped round for the first time in ages, and they were like looking at the my quads and being like, "What is this?" and and then I played the video of like. You know, Rotor Riot like flying the multi Wii board and being yeah. like, "Watch this!" And they were, you know, like, "Where's the OSD?" And he was, you know, and they, <laughs> my friend was like, "We didn't have OSD." We, you know, like, "What's air mode?" Like, they never heard of air mode. Like, oh my god! Things fall out the sky and you like it, and you don't know why. You don't know whether there's anything wrong <laughs> or, or it's just the fun of trying to keep it up there. Yeah, that, exactly. That was half, half, half the uh, half the entertainment. I think that was. We we used to celebrate when we finished a battery. That used to be a big deal. Yeah, like, if you yes, actually I remember that, if you get to the end of a battery. Yeah, like there was like party poppers and you know, like, oh my god, I didn't crash it. Pims and everything. Yeah, you never used to finish a battery. Your props used to break before that. Yeah, yeah. because you know, oh, that's they, right. Yeah, the old the yeah, old shutter yeah. props. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, like they there was you know there's still by blades. You know, like just yeah. Oh man, one of my favorite quads is a, a by blade one. It's well my, good. You, my favorite. 
have it in Ibiza and I just used to fly it over there and it just makes this most amazing screaming noise when when the props are slightly damaged or whatever and it just boons around everywhere it's just like obnoxious it's great my 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 favorite quad of yours was the tbs acro disco oh acro disco in that's well good (laughs) it's not the right frame for doing like acro in but if you do the acro in a disco it's well good (laughs) (laughs) do you still have that it was amazing I've still, I've, I've still got that. Uh, it's the in a box in, in the cupboard over there. It's in there. Grab it, please. I'll stall oh, for wait, you. Hold on. Hold there, on there's there's a... Like, Dom's got, like, a video on his YouTube, which I might ask him to, like, send me a link of his YouTube. But it was like, yeah, you know, he was, like, sort of, like, replying to Mr. Steele. Oh, like, you know, can your, can your quad do this? It's not and, been like, out for a while. Dom... Oh, my God. Dom was like, here's like the work frame. Here's, I mean, what moto could you possibly have had on that? Like, they must have been massive. I must have been like 2208. They've got to be. Yeah, there it is. I see it. I see it. The box of Of random old stuff. Check that bad boy out. That's one of the, oh, I love that one. That was well good. Hobby RC strap on it. It was very yeah. flat and pancakey. Look at look what? how thin the carbon is on that bad boy. Oh my god, that was. Dear me. Is that a is that a ZMR or? I I don't know what any of these are anymore. They don't stay in there. V-tail. Oh my god, yeah, I remember that one. V-tail. And then I have to get all these out before I can get to the other one because at the bottom. Is the V-tail same, same frame but? Uh... Tri, uh, tricopter. Tricopter. Hey, is the V-tail running like a KK2 board, or was there a special setting? If you're asking me now, I don't know. Uh, this was my favourite quad for a long time. This is the one that went to Drone Nationals in 2015, this was. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, look at it. It's got like a board camera. There's so much 3D printing. I mean, I can't imagine how much that weighs. It's not like... Light, light with the old Sunny Sky motors, but it was loads of fun. Twenty-two and pretty durable as well, actually. Oh, yeah. 2206. I've got to get this going again soon. This never flew. But I have some new software that should actually make this work. Ooh. Oh, what, the tilting, yeah, servo arms. Mm. Why do people think that that would actually work? Because it does. It do- Well... Oh, I've got some new code to get this working. It doesn't work. Here we go. Acro yes, disco. the Acro Disco. Yes. Get the antennas up. There we are. Oh, with the, the GoPro went over here, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Has it got like the na- like the NASA board and like TBS core soldered in and everything? Uh, no, I didn't have that. I think this, I think I may have upgraded it like maybe a few years ago. And it's got, um, at the time that I was flying it, I had, I think I used to run a Sparky in this most of the time. Yeah. When I was doing most of the Acro stuff, I was using the Sparky in this. Remember the, the board that's got like the weird cutout in the corner and only three mounting no. holes or something. Uh, mm. yeah, it's like a, is it F3 or F4? I think it might've been an F4. Sparky, it's called. But it's, it's got an um, an F7 jewel in there at the moment. But it's well good. It used to run like 4,200 milliamp hour batteries in that thing. 
with the what motors are on it? Sunny Sky X twenty two twelve thirteen nine eighty kV. I can't find the Sparky flight controller. Sparky, yeah, yeah. Sparky. Oh my god! The this only thing the that comes. I did, it. I did it. my first flip with this quad. Oh, I remember the days of the first flip. This is a line of sight one, should I say? This is a line of sight. Not that's uh, all I can find. No, it's not that. It's Sparky, Talab Sparky. Well, it's the original Sparky, then probably. Well, yeah, I it's can't. Not it might have been an F three. No, you said F four. Oh, this was this is well good. This one, I love this one. Let me oh. power it up. Hold on. Let me turn my bench power supply. I've got to steal the power from it. Because I've got, I made up a cable today just for random things that you do. Because it's got a pimp LED setup on this thing. Let's have a chuckle. No, this has got four. Oh, and this is a free S as well, so I better not shove 16 volts in it. <laughs> Can we get it working? What's the chance? I wonder what the boot sequence is going to be like. Hold on, I've got to get my battery all the cables right. XT60 to XT60. Dean's connector. Dean's connector on the quad. Uh, <laughs> what is wrong with like you? That. And then, uh, what do you want? About 12.6 volts or something in it? Something like that. Yeah, 12.6. Hold on, let me put the bench pass by 12.6. Current limit, because it's not been turned on for a while. Uh, probably need more than 500 milliamps, though. Let's go two amps. Boy, it boots. Yeah. Hold on. No. Wait, current current limit kicked in just as it was doing the motor beeps. Here we go. Oh, yes. Yeah. Look at that bad boy. Oh, low battery. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's fine. Everything's fine. This well guy used to do night flying with this thing. It was brilliant. I used to do like just go out like randomly no. and just do night flying and flips and stuff. Line of sight. It was well good. Oh my god. Love this thing. It's brilliant. It's amazing. Back in the box. <laughs> Back in the box. <laughs> the acro disco, man. The, the acro disco. Love the acro disco. I I miss the old school ESE startup. You know, like the Simon K and all that. Don't, I don't know what that was in that. Just like then. with the flash, like the that sounded like Simon K. Probably was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't you know, know the like... USB Atmel flash loader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the thing that you like stick over the whole bloody chip, like four whole Arduinos on each arm. <laughs> Uh, let me just set my bench pass pipe again, sorry. Alright. Uh oh, what's going on there? Have I got it wired up right? Oh dear. What did I do? I've not killed it. Okay, well, I'll come back to that later. It's my new project I was gonna show you in a minute. <clears throat> are you are you uh power supply testing? Uh well let me show you now then. Do there. Wait, let me get some more more camera wire oh du, 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 du. the oscilloscope there. someone's measuring ripple so what you're looking at 
is one of these. Okay. Which is a new flight controller that booted up for the first time yesterday with one of these. Like VTX and receiver all in one? More than that. Mm-hmm. Come on, is it going to focus? And on the other side, it's got more stuff. Is it going to do it? Come on, focus, focus. Yep, oh, there we there go. It is. There you go. So you've got an ELRS chip with two SX1280s and two power amplifiers and a TCXO in the middle. And then you've got two little black things either side there, which are the stacking connectors. And you've got a button over here. You've got a Wi-Fi antenna here. You've got a black box login flash chip expansion for the FC. And then the other side, you've got a VTX and an L4 processor for doing SP Racing Pixel OSD. Nice. With the VTX connector there. Wi-Fi connector, the Wi-Fi antennas, and the Gemini ELRS things, and that stacks onto the flight controller. And then you end up with a teeny tiny little stack that's you know super thin like that. Nice. And eight motor outputs. It's got CAN on it, so English servos and all the rest of it. Um, and then yesterday I was making up this little fun jig over here for programming it, programming a, a bunch more. But uh, yeah, that's been keeping J me really busy. Tag. Yeah, uh, for manufacturing, you just have these sort of pogo pin mount things, but I haven't Better made those. Nails. Yet. When you make, when you're only doing six, it's like for like testing samples and stuff. It's like mm -hmm. eh. I'm not going through the whole process of making a jig up just for six, but so not like a proper jig. Yeah. Um. So it's just got a temporary one that I hacked up yesterday. So, but it seems it seems to. Seems to be over. I put the camera in the wrong spot. Hold on. There we go. Right. That's better. That's where it's supposed to be. So yeah. you're not you're not worried. You're still you're still producing something that's analog, and you haven't gone over to being like the, the oh, digital. digital. Yeah. Um. Not for the moment. I'm. I. They've added the OS. Not the, 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 the VTX code in, in ExpressLRS only fairly recently. Um. And they use it a lot for the little whoop boards and so on. Um. That's its sort of one of its intended sort of markets um, or use cases or whatever on a whoop board integrated. Um, but it also makes sense if you combine like the OSD with it, um, and also in the face of like the Beta Flight devs not wanting to merge the Aspiration Pixel OSD into Beta Flight itself, I've still got this code that I spent quite a lot of time writing. So I'm like. Well, I suppose if I write the UART code that allows Betaflight to talk to it via UART, which is already in Betaflight and INAV already, and then just make it compatible with that and then ship it, and it'll still be awesome. But it won't be, it's not as awesome as it otherwise would be. Because obviously it's held back technically by the UART communication speed as opposed to drawing pixels directly to a frame buffer in the flight controller code. So. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Different, different kettle of fish. So you're still not too sure about, you know, starting to make stuff for digital in mind? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the problem with the digital stuff is, is there's probably only like one or two chips. And I, I haven't talked to the people that make the chip, like the, um, uh, what's the open, what's it called? There's there's two competing ones and then my brain is not working. Uh, 
What's the name of the the digital? Uh, um, I'm I'm unsure. I wouldn't you know, know which one it is. No, Come on, you got the DJI one, and you got the other HD Zero. That's the one. God, I, oh, I was thinking yeah, Open VTX, or but that was the other thing. Open HD. Open yeah. HD was the other oh, one I'm using. It's not that one. Hang on. But I haven't um, talked to the to the one that I couldn't remember, which I can't remember again now. Um, I haven't talked to them to see how you know if you can buy the chips from them um, to make your own. Cadex, Cadex. But to be honest, I'm not. It doesn't excite me that much. To be honest. Maybe, but they are coming down in price. I mean, there was a new one. I um, came out fairly recently, didn't it? A few days ago, it's been announced, which is like a race version of it, which has got sensible like voltage inputs and price-wise, it looks pretty good for a for a VTX system. It's like sixty bucks. I mean, we used to pay like sixty bucks for like an Immersion RC one back in the day, didn't we? So you know. Yeah, I know. And that was that was that was ten years ago, and we've had inflation since then. So. If you yeah. if you look at it from that point of view, it's like, well, actually, it's not too bad. Yeah, still got another five hundred quid's worth of uh, race. Uh, the goggles. Yeah, but you know, like you you pay like four hundred quid or whatever for a Dominators or whatever back in the day. Hmm. True. So okay. you know. Race three VTX, I think it is. Is it this one? Yeah, seventy yeah. bucks it is. Clive, Clive, yeah, race V three. Race V three, yeah. Bring it up on the um, screen share thingy. But yeah, that's quite small. Uh, nice. Pretty and good, people, really. people still it's running. Oh, is that, yeah, it's the new one, isn't it? I was gonna say yeah, because the other one seemed. That people were having to like run becks on them with them and stuff like that. That's right. And this one, this one you don't. It's got um, a more. It's got four to twelve volts, which is very good. So you can run it off a five volt beck or nine volt beck or whatever like that, no problem. Which is good. Um, it it's still not six Juice it wants. No, but it wouldn't be on that. I mean, like, you don't really want to have like giant switching regulators and massive inductors and all the rest of it on something that's doing video transmission and RF signals. Yeah. You, know, you want to, Just you don't noise. want that on the same board really. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's better on somewhere else. Like, yeah. On the ESC, basically the noisiest bit, put the bag mm. on the ESC. Like if you wanted to fix the world properly, you'd have the OSD built into the camera or the VTX transmitter you would have your four-in-one ESC with a single MCU on it, not four MCUs like we have today. So there's only one bit of firmware to upgrade. And then you'd have space for more BECs on the ESC, right? And then mm. you've only got one connection to the flight controller, and then everything would be fine. But yeah, that's that's the ideal world solution. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah, why is that with the whole like individual ESC? I suppose that's a legacy thing for having individual ESCs. Um, not sure. Uh, well, we got we got. We uh, I mean, got there's, there's a few. There's a few reasons. One is that one motor requires various different hardware resources from the MCU, and if you're using a cheap MCU, they a don't have enough hardware resources like comparators, inputs, and you know timer channel outputs and things like that and b 
Um, the price, uh, it has to be super low. C, if you tried to do four motors on one, you would need a beefier CPU to do it all because instead of using a cheap one to do one, you've now got to do four. Um, yeah, of course. So it is a more complicated prospect in terms of the software. So they just have four MCUs. Uh, but it's not the right solution because it, you know, it's much more of a problem, the communication interface between the flight controller and the ESCs. Now you need some crap protocol like D-Shot. <laughs> Dare I say it? <laughs> crap protocol. Um, I mean, it's better than PWM, but I, it only exists because we've got you know, ESCs, like four-in-one ESCs and separate ESCs, which only have one sort of signal input. Um, yeah. So there's there's a few different use cases that have to be solved in terms of like fixing the ESC problem. There's the ES single ESC on an ARM solution, so you need a protocol for that, and you need um, the, the the solution for a single MCU with four motor four four motor outputs on that MCU, which is like you know the usual four in one boards, um, and then you've also got uh, things where the motor the esc is very far away on a really big frame um you have to solve that as well because those ones really don't like noise because the motors that they use are like massive and chunky and the the signal that controls them has to travel a long way um so you know i've been i've been talking to people about various different solutions regarding all this a while back ago before i started doing this current news shielded wires Mm, no, it's not that. It's, um, can FD looks like the sort of workable solution, really, for it all? Um, but like based into, on like the the, the CAN bus on cars with yeah, the no- noisy can leads. But CAN CAN bus V one um, has it's limited in the amount of data that you can send to it. Mm. Um, whereas CAN FD you can send eight megabits per second, um, and then on on top of that. You know, out of that eight megabits per second, you have to like have the CAN overhead protocol overhead and so on. But there is enough bandwidth to do it at a rate which is good enough for what we need to do. Um, you know, comparable to like DSHOT 600 kind of rates, that kind of thing. Um, and if you're sending like one frame to one other one four-in-one ESC, then you can send all the data at the same time in a very short packet, and then you can get a lot of those packets out. And it uses a differential signal, so you know, like USB. USB cables can be fairly long because they've got like a positive rail and a negative rail on the signal, and it's the voltage difference um, that is what is read at the other end of it. So if the voltage isn't you know at the right threshold at the other end because the cable's really long or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's it's the voltage difference is what matters, and CAN FD is the same. <clears throat> um, LVDS SCSI was the same ages ago, I think. SCSI. That's, that's that's the one that's the one of the things that made um <clears throat> SCSI, you know, in server racks and things like that more um more viable. Useful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah vi- or viable as well, yeah. And the, the, yeah, with the twist cables and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like ferrite cores in the middle of them and stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas with like SCSI old SCSI and ID. <laughs> IDE, 40-pin connectors, oh, yeah. IDE, whatever. IDE. Got an IDE unit up there, like, I know. Yeah, so use the right technology for the right application, I think, is is what Yes, Mr. Clean Flight. I remember 
when you finally got D shot to like sync with the the packets. The sort of your there was like a short little video that you did zoomed into your oscilloscope and you were like what was that f- fixing some kind of bug or something yeah well it was just like discarding packets that that weren't synced with the loop time i think oh there was something to do with that it was yeah. about how with the refresh yeah. rate or something yeah i don't know that's a long time ago that was yeah yeah <clears throat> so yeah because you got synchronous signals and asynchronous signals whereas the pwm is um asynchronous whereas the d-shot is synchronous ideally to the loop of a uh, loop rate of the of the of the quad basically of the flight control this episode was recorded in front of a live online audience downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only censored to please the itunes people hosted on the internet forwarded through to your podcast provider downloaded playing on your device and is now playing in your ears all thanks to our patreons consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out any any regrets of stuff that you wished you did but you didn't get around to doing regarding uh, what are we what are we talking about here <laughs> any regrets uh there's probably a lot of things i could have done better <clears throat> um there's probably a few things that i don't know should have jumped on earlier didn't see the potential didn't see you know it's hard to know because when you've got so many things being thrown at you by so many people it's it's hard to go this is a killer feature everyone's going to want that Um, yeah who knew that flashing your escs was such a killer feature that everyone just put a beta fly on it because it had that on it first who knew who knew you know i thought black box login was good so i said yes let's have that Time Cop, if you ask the same question to Time Cop, he'd probably say, God, I probably should have merged that bloody black box login stuff before Mr. Cleanfly did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. A big game. that was a game changer, that was. I know. Just being able to see what your quad is actually doing. I had to raise, uh, raise an issue on a, on a GitHub project that I found recently. Because I'm programming Rust these days. Randomly, I searched for black box logging on like crates.io or something. And it turns out there's a Rust implementation um, of a black box log uh, library so that you can suck out the information you need from a log. And it's all written in Rust, which is really nice. And I'm like, great. So I looked at the readme page and I, it doesn't mention anything about clean flight and like Nicholas Sherlock's black box code or anything like that. So I raised an issue and said, I think you need to update your attributions list a little bit. <laughs> and they did. It was great. Hey. I'm like, I said, I'm sure Nick would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Open lager. That's it. Oh, man. So credit where credit's due and all that. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I just, I just wondered like, yeah, just, you know, the sort of like, implementations because like you know yeah i mean you had all sorts you had like the painless like nagging you to make a wing only flight controller and now like matech and you know yeah no i know like you know you had one you had that triangle thing and it was like well it was a a flight controller in the shape of a wing it was amazing 
I should probably actually like finish that or something. Like do an H7 wing one or something. I've got a bunch nice, of H730 sitting in a box of parts down there. So do it, man. But, I, I I would just, test them. I've got I've got to I've got to finish this thing first. It's like there's only one of me. I haven't got enough time to do all the things. So right now I'm in VTX land, trying to understand the ERS VTX SPI implementation, and I'm using the the DAC. And it looks like there's a a bug in it, and it's not setting the threshold voltage correctly, which means I'm not getting the right milliwatt outputs on my VTX that I should be. I'm like, Dank, okay. digital analog converter. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff. That's what I'm doing today. Fun of fun. Ah, uh, so that's what the um, the power the the immersion RC power meter. That's exactly what that is doing on my desk. Yes, I'm just base basic measurements to start with. I'm only getting like nine milliwatts out of it. And I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> and then if I put, flip it into this other mode on the transmitter, which I know is not configured correctly, but I'm just going to want to get ballpark figures so I can calibrate it either up or down, right? And I'm like, flip it into the other mode, and I'm only getting like 45 milliwatts out of it. I'm like, I mean, it's usable, but it's supposed to be about 250. So why? And I think the reason is because the the bias threshold voltage, uh, not threshold voltage, bias voltage is not being output correctly. I think that's the root cause of it. After digging around in the code base, but there's another buggy beta flight that like I came up today and I'm just like why 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 why? So I'm like my understanding of the VTX code in in ELRS was you have an ELRS RX that's got a VTX on it. And then it talks to the flight controller using a UART with Crossfire on it. And then the transmitter has got the VTX admin thing on it. And you go send VTX and it will change the, the VTX on the ELRS thing. No. Oh, what? The backpack? Need... No, I, I... not the backpack. Okay. Not the backpacks. So it, it, if you had a backpack, it would send that to the backpack and then change your and goggles. For that. Goggles, the backpack's yeah. just for the goggles, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's supposed to send the VTX channel over the air to the receiver and then the receiver is supposed to take the channel and then do something with it. My understanding is it would talk directly to the VTX because it's on the same MCU, but it doesn't, which is really weird. So I'm going to probably have to write this code. Um, but what it does, what it actually does, it takes, it then creates an MSP packet, sends that to the flight controller over Crossfire. So it embeds it in Crossfire, which is weirder again. And then the flight controller handles it and then sends more MSP back to the ELRS receiver which then processes that packet and then sets the VTX on it. So it's really convoluted the way the way that it sets it. It takes ages. You press then VTX and it goes blah 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 and then the channel changes. I'm like, well, it's okay. Not optimized. It's like parcel parcel. It would be nice to improve that a little bit, but you know, we'll see what we'll see what we can do. But you know, at least you can do it for your handset, so instead of pressing a button on it. Yeah, true. So yeah, so I'm working through all that at the moment. So because I want this thing to be able to be used as standalone because uh, I think, is it up here? Yeah. I made these nifty little carrier boards, this thing. So that's a little carrier board. Hi, world. Um, and, I, and this has got a Beck on it, basically. And it's got four PWM outputs on it. And this thing plops on here somehow. And then you solder this on it. And then there's one on each corner as well for each PWM output. 
Um, and then you could use this in a wing, for instance, or a glider or something like that, or an FPV car. And then you wouldn't need a flight controller. But in order for mm. that to work, I need to change the VTX channel <laughs> from, yeah. the, from the transmitter. Because oh, there's no flight controller. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole point. So, yeah, I've got some, I've got some work to do there, it turns out. More work than I thought I was going to have to do. Probably should have investigated that a little bit more before I designed a PCB, ordered the expensive PCBs and assembled them and everything. But, you know, live and learn. It's, Still, it's fun. But now I've built the carrier boards, the flight controllers, for them to all stack into. The design is kind of fixed. And I ran into this really annoying problem. In the, in the ESP data sheets, I'll, sh- I'll show you this. It's really funny. I can't believe I screwed it up quite so badly as I did. But uh, oh, how the how the mighty have fallen! I <laughs> uh, did. Well, it wasn't good when I found out. I'm like, no, no. So a little note: any any that... questions for Mr. Cleanflight? Put it in chat, and we'll in the last ten minutes we'll uh, quick fire some questions for yeah, you. Here we go. Here we go. Let me do a screen share. Uh, present screen share. Don't show these tips again. Go away, and then pick the thing. Is it that? No. This technical reference mode? No. No. This one. I wish, wish I Allow. had a dark mode. Okay, so, oh. so this is the data sheet for the CPE. And yep. you're like, okay, so I've got a pin, and this is what you do with it. I've got a pin, and this is what you do with it. You've got a pin, and this is what you do with it, right? And you're like, okay, cool. All right, great. So, you know, I've got uh, some pins. Like maybe I don't know. Uh, let's 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 pick this one. This one. So it's got GPIO. It's got SD command. It's got uh, uh, cable select zero for SPI, and it's got some other stuff on it. And you are one. It's like fine. Okay, I'll use that pin in my design. Everything's fine. And then you go, and then you go also down in in this thing, <clears throat> and you see this. Oh, oh God, no. that's that's looking really kikadi. Right. You see, this 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 is the this is the schematic the, of it. So you yep, like, so you got out. a CPU in the middle. You got a CPU yep. in the middle, and then you got a crystal up here, and then you've got some capacitors over here, and you've got a flash chip over here. And you think, okay, that's how it all fits together, and that's why you do the signals. But I'm not using the flash chip, so we could ignore that. And then you're like, hold on a minute. I thought the Pico had a had a a crystal built in. Why are they showing me a crystal that's on the outside of the chip? You're like, okay, that's a bit weird. So then you scroll down here, and then it's got another peripheral one. And you're like. And then now it's talking about PS RAM. It's like, oh, yeah, PS RAM? And then you're like, well, where's the crystal gone? It was connected to these pins here. And where's the caps gone? It was con- now, now it's just nothing's connected. What's going on? What's going Different on? Different chips. So it turns out, no, no. It turns out that this crystal is inside the chip. It turns out that this flash chip is inside the chip. And it turns out that these resistance capacitor things over here are inside the chip. But the diagram hasn't got a nice clear indication with a little dotted line around it to say that these are internal ah. right so then you're like hold on a minute my so and at this point i designed the pcbs routed the layout sent the th- all the files off to china waited ages paid for delivery paid for a reasonable sized batch of expensive six layer pcbs which you can't get in like one or two quantities you have to buy like 250 of them or something like this right Shipped them, assembled them on the, P- on the pick and place machine, which took like two days to do that, flapping about with that for ages. Put it in, ran the ELRS code on it, you know, got the code on it and it, it booted. But then it would just go into a boot loop 
I'm like, hmm. And then one of the guys in the ELRS channel goes, what, pin, what, pins, what pins are you using for this? I'm like, these ones. He's like, and then he pointed at something in the, in the, in the reference manual, uh, which I missed <clears throat> because there isn't, you know, like a little asterisk next to some of these pins that says, the pins IO1617 command clock SD0 and SD1 are used to connect to the embedded flash and could not be used for other purposes. So what was happening was that as soon as I tried to talk to the SX1280 for the ELRS, it would like toggle the CS pin on the SX1280 or whatever, and then like overwrite the, the signal going to the internal flash. And then the flash would be then reading the code from somewhere else. And then they would just go, that's not code, and reboot. I'm like, bollocks. <laughs> Excuse my French. Oh, dear. <laughs> so yeah, new PCB revision time, that was. Um, oh no! So I got How a new PCB original for that. Like, that was six hundred dollars of just PCBs in the bin. They're in. A, they're, they're still in China at the moment. I don't even have them here because they're supposed to be doing the assembly over there. They just. I just sent a, like three or four PCBs here, and I just say no. Throw them in the bin. Can't do anything oh. with them. Don't. And the stencils that go with them for the solder paste. You got to get new ones of those as well. Like, oh dear. Oh, but now the problem yeah. now. The problem now is that there were six pins that I used which you can't use for anything else. But I've used those in my design, and my design relies on those now. And it's like, ugh, now what am I going to do? So I've got well, to do like running some out form pins. of... Yeah, there are, no, there are no free pins. There's no free pins. Oh, no. So I've got to, I've got to do either I2C IO, IO expansion, but that's latency issues involved in that, or one of the guys in the ERS channel came up with the idea of a shift register, so I've got to do that. But unfortunately... The devs have talked about it, and they've decided they don't like the idea. So I'm like, Ugh. so I don't know whether that's ever going to be merged into ELRS if I go that direction. So, yeah, but there's still other stuff on it to test. I haven't made a final decision yet, but I don't really want to fork and run my own fork of ELRS for my own stuff. But you know, no, don't do it. If I have don't. to, if I have to, if I have to, I have to. You know. Oh. Uh. Stuff for a shift register. Because there's there's no real there's no real solution. It's like wait a year, use a new CPU with more pins on it, like the S3 or something. I could possibly do that, but you know, I want to get this thing done, shipping now, right? Uh, so yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Never mind. M make a wing, make the wing fly controller. I'd love to give that a bash. Well, I mean, part of the other problem is that, you know, I've got my flight controller that the thing plugs into, right? And that, that works. It's perfectly fine. And then I've also got my carrier boards, which I just had in my hand a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I don't know, it's disappeared now. Oh, you dropped on the floor. Probably. Remember? Because you went, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, yeah, so I've got, so I got, I got the accessories and the ecosystem is ready for it now and i spent ages writing the uh, osd code as well um oh yeah i could do a little screen share of that as well yeah You'd have like you this. fixed like the whole osd thing where you've got to like clear the chip and then flash it set you know flash the flight controller separately 
I think there was a bit of a song and dance with the one that Bell oh, wrote. Oh, there was people... Well, there was a bug in Beta Flight Configurator where it was erasing the flash chip when it wasn't supposed to be erasing the flash chip, even when the little thing that says full chip erase was turned off. Do not, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I just think they do that anyway. I think uh, old Chris G had that uh, a little bit of an issue with that. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Let me do a present thing. Share screen. Do, 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 do. There we go. Can you add it to stream, or have I got to click that button? Just out of curiosity. Uh, at the bottom. I don't know. I think you have to do it, maybe. Do uh, I? Do I? There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So, uh, if if I don't know whether people know here anyway, but there's a <clears throat> a GitHub repo which has got the Pixel OSD code and schematics and everything like that on there, and the, the flight controllers that it was that it was put on, right? Um, and the original prototype was running on an L4, and then I moved it on to the H7s, right? Um, but now it's all going back the other way onto an L4 again. Um, and here's the new prototype with a is lovely dead bug. H... Is that because, no, because, H7... because of the Betaflight maintainers don't want to merge it into Betaflight. Yeah. So now I have to do all this stuff. Dead bug. Mate, I have not seen that in a long time. So I, so I had to make down. a dead bug the other day. So they, the wires are 0.1 millimeter thick wires, and the, the pitch on that component is 0.4 millimeters between each, you know, like the middle of one pad to the middle of the next pad. So, yeah, it's quite a small component to be uh, fiddling about with, but it, it worked the first time, though. I was quite happy with that. I have made a dead bug for ages. Mate, I have not seen one of those since the eighties. And here it is, and here it is working. Last week or whatever, or maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, on the L4 again. And then that same code is now what's running on the new little circuit board, uh, the new ELRS board. So yeah, so that was that was pretty cool getting that running. But there's there's more, a lot more to do it because the moment it just draws pixels, but it's completely static at the moment. It doesn't do anything else. But the point is that the output signals work. You know this stuff. That's the important stuff. That's it. That's a video frame where the bits in the middle, uh, you can't see. Oh, yeah, these bits here. This is the pixels of the test pan being drawn. And this is the sync. This is the color burst. This is the image data. And these are a couple of pixels. And then it starts the next frame. Nice. That's, that's sort of what it looks like. Yeah, NTSC, cool. never the same color. <laughs> yeah and that's the test pattern and that's uh some you know you can't do that on a max 7456 overlays yeah. overlaid text <laughs> in your dreams draw drawing on top of graphics behind it but, you know that's the devil work that is it's magic What's with the test pattern? Is that just a giant X or something? It's just a bit of simple code that I could just throw together so it drew, drew something different on every single line. I didn't spend more than about two minutes writing that test code. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 throwaway code. Um, but it's useful for making sure there is something to look at that's different on every single line of the display. And yeah. Then, looking at the weird sort of edge cases, you know, where the pixels are next to each other, you can look at the the slew rate of the of the black versus the white signals to see whether the black pixels end up being slightly longer than the white ones or whatever, you know. You you can go you can go to town and get, trying to get the timing right on all this stuff. 
Mm-hmm. All oh, yeah, synced sure. by an internal crystal. Uh, sort of. There is an internal crystal on the L4. Because uh, this one's on the L4. The other stuff we were looking at was for the ELRS. Yeah. Um, that was for the SX1280s, the, the RX receivers. So there's two processors on that board. One for the OSD and one for the VTX and uh, 2.4 gigahertz control link. Yeah. Yeah, so two bits of firmware on it, which is uh, which is fun. Nice. Anyway, there we are. Right. Well, unfortunately, that is all we've got time for. Uh, no one put any questions. I think they just wanted to hear what you've been up to. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. ELRS. What's the best things to follow you on to keep up to date? With I'm very active in the ELRS Hardware Dev channel, if they're curious. Um, quite active in there these days. Um, yeah, with other random goings on in my life as well, <laughs> in the spam channel on there too sometimes. Um, mm. That well, that's probably the best place, or or on the SP Racing Discord server. There's there's not um, much chatter on there at the moment because um, there's not too many issues that come up with the products that make, so there's not too much support to do, so which is nice. Mm. Thank you Either for that everything. Or no one's using them. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, thank you for everything you've done for the hobby. We do appreciate it, even though mm-hmm. sometimes the winchy ones make it seem like no one appreciates anything. But, you know. Well, there are was- some people, just as a little bonus extra time, that appreciate things a little bit more. Because the other day, I don't know about the, I don't know whether anyone knows about this YOLO flight controller project. No. Um, but this board is a flight is the yolo sort of chonker h735 based one um but the the beta flight maintainers couldn't get it working so cr teensy sent one to me and uh it works yesterday so i got two flight controllers working in the same day yesterday i got my own i got my own flight controller working in the afternoon and i got this one working in the morning <laughs> so they appreciate my, my work <laughs> Ben Scarborough says, yep, thanks. You personally got me off the ground at London Aerospace and never looked back. Just enjoying the drone talk. No questions needed for the past. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Where has the hour gone? Yeah. Yeah. I I do a radio show um, on the Thursday night show. And I will be on from 11 till 1 in the morning. Uh, so if you if you guys like 80s, new retro wave music, come and join me on that. Unfortunately, because Stephen's not here and I'm busy doing that, we can't do a bonus pod. But I really want to do a bonus pod with you, Mr. Clean Flight, and I don't know whether you're free next week. And we can talk about, like, clones... Radio C. Like, the thing is, I've always wanted to talk about Radio C, but obviously, like, I love Fab because, like, you know, but equally, like, some of the bullshit, I'd love to just do, like, a sort of, like, off the record, like, this is what happened. I've got a folder of, like, the Radio C drama, and I'm wondering, would you like to to go through it with the Patreons? 
Who who else who else is going to be on there? I, 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 it can't just be just me, me. Probably just me and you. <laughs> like we can no, we need, to, we, need, we need to get more other Radio C people related people. Who who else in, is there? on this? There's no know, people, OGs. customers or uh, customers. What people, like Grimes call him up? That he he cloned project me. products from and who else? Like you can't get Trappy on. <laughs> Trappy's oh, back. Yeah, well, I don't know. You'd have to go back on the internet wayback machine or something like that and have a look and see what, how Doesn't many other people's products anymore. were claimed. What? Like what, the internet you know, archive? I well, no, like Radio C archiveness or whatnot. But just like anyone, can you, find, can you not find RadioC.co.uk on the internet archive then? I don't know. Yeah, you can. I think you can you pull some to, images unless, or unless, whatever. Yeah, so you can look on there and see what else there was. That might be a fun exercise. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I just love to some of the stories of like, you know, I my Radio C battery strap is my most prized possession. I've got one. Someone got personally sent sent one to me. Yeah, I know. I just like, oh man. I I'm annoyed because Fab took like my Radio C shirt. I had like the Polo Radio C shirt. Oh, no. I would have loved to have still had that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I'm sure we can arrange something. You know, the the Sony CC D600 camera. I wish I still had one of them. Oh yeah, the old board cams. Yeah, I was using a board cam. It's a I've got this one board cam and it's really annoying for OSD stuff because the video signal voltage like goes all over the place. It's a nightmare. So the OSD system has to track the voltage level. And if it doesn't, then you lose sync. So it's a good test oh, no. board, even though it's crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I just kind of... I don't know whether you'll be up for it next week. Hmm. Maybe we could do it. But I can't... I, honestly, I can't think of anyone else other than... Uh, like, it's worrying, like, saying Matt, Hill, Matt Hillier. Like, it's, it's worrying, like, saying names out loud. Maybe we get Tony on. Tony remembers Radio C days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Tone, tone would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, about pain, maybe Painless 360 as well. He pain, might know. Uh, uh, Painless is you, away. You, is he? Because you've I been threatening so. to get me and Painless on the show at some point for ages, so that needs to happen at some point, doesn't it? Yeah. but Well, well the thing is, it's like an after-hours bonus pod, so it's... Like maybe well, do the whole stream about Radio C, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, he can't, mate. <laughs> Just like maybe it's better off like sleeping dogs lie, you know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know, but like just uh, it's an idea, isn't it? You know, you can put it on a back burner and come up with some more material. I know. Still, but, there we are. I just think I think I think the Patreons deserve it because they keep this show running. Uh, yeah. Any any views expressed by any guests or personal may not reflect the view of others. Thank you to all our wonderful Patreons. You're there, Mr. Clean Flight. Thank you for Ooh. sponsoring us. Um, you've you've been listening to Let's Drone out. We've, we've got wonderful Patreons. Maybe we can do a really sort of juicy Patreon stream for you guys as a massive thank you. Um, if you are listening to this on your favourite podcasting platforms audio only uh do think about going to the patreon let's drone out and supporting us because that helps cut out all the rude words we say and b 
bits of quiet and technical issues. And if you're listening to this editor, thank you very much for your lovely, wonderful service and making us sound half decent. Um, and we have been joined by the wonderful Mr. Clean Flight. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. And I've been bright until I fly. And go f*** yourself, Time Cop. Thank you. Good night. Oh. <laughs> I thought that'd cheer you up. Telemetry lost.